Good afternoon. You've got it tuned to Inside the Box on FBI Radio. It's your super producers here with you. I'm Sophie. And I'm Bernie. And at this point, you're probably wondering why on God's green earth are we on the phone to each other and not live in the studio? That's a fair enough question. On Inside the Box, we invite a special guest into the studio and ask them to bring with them a shoebox. Inside, items with special significance that open up memories and stories for us to dive into. We've had some incredible guests over 2020 and today's is no exception. Yeah, what a year. In some ways, terrible, of course, but in other Mm. ways, a blessing in disguise for Inside the Box. Uh, Guests that we'd usually have trouble securing due to their relentless schedules have been stuck at home and more than happy to give us their precious time. It's surprising to say, but some of the names we were lucky enough to sit down with in 2020 include Stan Grant, Stan Walker, Johnny Walker, uh, Johnny B. Good, John Goodman, and plenty of others, including Molly Meldrum, Anthony Kiedis, Marcus Person. And plenty of others, including Kate Miller-Heike, the guy that plays Smeagol, uh, Flea, the longest living techie for the opera house, Nick Cave, and the guy that lives in the opera house, Cave. And with plenty more, Sophie, we had so many this year. Yeah, quite a few more, actually, including uh, Nick Albrook, Kevin Rudd, Joe Hockey, uh, and Eddie Maguire. And not to forget Kevin Hart as well. Bernie, who has your favourite guest of 2020 been? Ah. <sighs> Well, Sophie, cast your mind back. It was a while ago. But do you remember when we got John Howard on the show? Um, yeah, I, I do remember that uh, semi-vaguely. Yeah, it was, it, was t- it was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah, from what I remember, just, um, yeah, just my vague memories. Yeah, he wouldn't, he wouldn't answer any questions straight. He kept bringing up Port Arthur. Yeah, he just, he just couldn't get over that little speed bump of Port Arthur. I just kept bringing it up. That was probably my least favourite guest, mm. with my favourite being uh, Natalie Imbruglia, um, hands down. She yeah. is just an absolute talent. Such a great story behind mm. how she got so famous and so well-known in Australia and around the world. And it wasn't easy for her, was it, Sophie? No. It really wasn't. She had to do so many acting. She had to do so much um, acting and savings, savings yeah. of money and so yeah, much stuff. Yeah, it was an impressive story. You know, it wasn't hard for her. She climbed her way to the top mm. um, with that hard was... work and grit and determination and, of course, talent. She's such a great talent, isn't she? Yeah, that was episode 53 of Inside the Box. You're listening to uh, that right now live. Sophie, what was your favourite episode of the year 2020 that was? Mm. I think mine's got to be uh, the journalist Sarah McEnroe. Um, As you know, Bernie, she was responsible for breaking the story earlier in the year of the baboons running down King Street. Oh Um, my, I remember that. Yeah, I think it was back in late February. Just Um, when we thought that uh, 2020 couldn't get any stranger, right? And then coronavirus running down the street behind the baboons. That was only in February, and um, of course, you know, uh, we couldn't even get her onto the show until late April. That's how uh, 
in demand she was after this. Um, the baboons story. The baboons story, even with um, coronavirus kind of halting everyone's relentless schedules up. But yeah, she was absolutely my favourite guest of the year. Um, mm. Her passion for investigative journalism really just shone through. You know, she was brimming with passion and energy. It was so, um, uh, so palpable you know it was so infectious it was it was really exciting to see um especially considering the australian media landscape today you know someone that is so um passionate about uh drawing back the curtains on what's going on in in sydney um Mm. and of course hearing her first-hand stories of the day of that very day um on one of the most important news stories of the year that was 2020 um i remember she she had this great story because of course she was firsthand. Uh, she she was right there on the scene as it happened, and uh, mm. she told us about one of the baboons. Well, as they were running down King Street, uh, one of them kind of stopped and and gestured to the the other baboon, uh, which looked like it was saying "pull my finger." What? And yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember her telling us this? No, I must um, have missed that. Yeah, yeah, and so it looks as though the baboon is asking the other baboon to pull its finger, and the other one does, and the baboon farted. It was just—it's just stories oh. like that, you know. It's <laughs> you're so glad to have these journalists on the ground, just finding out all these uh, uh, secondary little funny anecdotes uh, mm. as well. Um, and she was just a great, um, great talent, and yeah. super interesting stories. So so interesting, and of course she went on. Um, she went on to cover after we interviewed her. She went on to cover the deer that escaped in Erskineville and mm. the uh, bull on um, the lower North Shore in Lane Cove. The bull that escaped the private school and went on a rampage there. Um, some stunning journalism. Yeah, she's carving out a name for herself in quite a quite a niche area of uh, the Sydney uh, media <laughs> landscape. But uh, of course, she. Um, does have a great uh, portfolio of other investigative pieces uh, that she's done as well. Uh, yeah, she, Sarah McEnroe, that was definitely my favourite episode. So, f- those were our favourites, but there is still one left for the year that just might top the rest. I think this one, mm. people are going to be really excited to hear this episode. We've admired mm. this person for years and are so stoked to finally have gotten them on the show. It, Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. We can't wait uh, for you to hear this one. It's a really special episode and uh, the best episode we could go out of the year that has been 2020 on. We're going to jump into it right after this song. Stick around on Inside the Box. Oh 
box of photographs. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. How good does Lisa Wilkinson look oh, with zero sleep? I have a dream. God save the Queen. Because nothing will save the Governor General. I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. The winner is Cindy. It was joy mixed with pure relief. You strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Yes, we can. Yes, we did. Yes, we can. Thank you. God bless you. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I could never open the Chamber of Secrets. He was innocent. Mr. Speaker, this is cold. Don't be afraid. The Don't be scared. The treasurer knows the... Like I said, I'm here for you tonight. If you want to keep going, I will keep going tonight. What's up? If you want to keep going, I will keep going tonight. Well, look, it's been love. I love y'all. I go by the name of Drake. Thank you for having me. Inside the Box on FBI Radio. Hello and welcome to Inside the Box, the show where we hop into the box with a notable individual and work out what makes them tick. I'm your host, Robbie Armfield, and a huge thanks, as always, to our incredibly dedicated team of producers, Sophie Gordon and Bernie Bolke. Our guest today needs no introduction. They've been on the show a fair few times. We have with us on the line our favourite publican at the King's Arms in Tarawonga. We've spoken about this pub a lot on the show. Mr. Michael Hedge. Michael Hedge. Renowned coffee aficionado. Michael Hedge. Michael Hedge. Michael Hedge. Michael Hedge. Michael Hedge Hedge on the line with us now. Michael Mate, how are ya? Hey guys, what the fuck is going on, fellas? Hello, Michael. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm here, guys. Happy election. Tarawanga published Michael Hedge speaking. Yeah, doing well, thanks, lads. Good to be here. Hi, hey, hey there, Robbie. Nice to, nice to be on here. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey, Robbie. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Hey, guys. Hey, Robbie. Thanks for having me. Having me, having me. Of course, I'm joined in the studio by the friendliest publican in New South Wales, Tarawonga's own, Michael Hedge. Good morning. Oh, thank you so much, Robbie. Uh, I'm, that's very nice of you to say. I'm, I'm just a man, though, you know? Michael, it's such a pleasure to be here in the place itself, the King's Arms in Tarawonga. I love the place. And we've got it all to ourselves. Yeah, that's right, uh, Robbie. I, I couldn't really come up to Sydney. I couldn't close the pub down. Uh, to come up there, but happy for you to come here. Uh, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, thought it'd be best off just to close it here for us. And uh, yeah, we can really have the place ourselves. Can show you around personally, you know. Inside the box is the show where we learn from the memories, stories, and lives of our guests by exploring the shoebox of their life. Each guest brings with them a shoebox filled with items of significance to them, and we go one by one discovering the items and the life that was lived with them. Michael, you have one such shoebox in front of you. What's the first item we'll be looking at today? The first item uh, today is a Adam Hills uh, DVD. Uh, G'day, Uh, this is my son, top bloke. Uh, There's my other son, opening batsman. (laughs) There's my daughter, big tits. 
Very interesting. Okay. The comedian Adam Hills. Uh, what, what does this uh, item signify to you? Well, yeah, I grew up on a, uh, outside Tarawonga on a large uh, cattle station. I uh, didn't have much entertainment growing up, you know, never really got good reception on our telly. Uh, and I was given a uh, secondhand Adam Hills DVD, but uh, had nowhere to watch it. Uh, I used to just read the DVD at night under my lamplight and imagine what the DVD actually was. Welcome to Beijing. Okay. You can go through. Are you wondering whether or not we're allowed to laugh at this? Yes, you are. You know why? Because it's funny. Yeah, wow. That sounds like it'd be uh, quite tough not being able to engage with with the product, but it would have formed some pretty interesting memories. Yeah, it was about using my imagination and, you know, just sort of wondering how amazing it it, it actually was. Uh, When I was about uh, 10 years old, I had a sleepover with some uh, friends uh, at my good mate Chris's house and I, uh, I brought along the DVD. Uh, the guys loved it and uh, we watched it over and over again. Chris's mum came in and beat the living shit out of Chris uh, right after we were up late and making heaps of noise. Oh uh, dear. You know, we were laughing and carrying on. Uh, so that tainted it a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, was he okay? That sounds terrible. Um, well, he wasn't, you know, too good. Uh, you know, the worst thing is we were all pretended to be asleep uh, when she burst in. Uh, she knew we were faking it, uh, and that just set her off into a real tailspin of rage, uh, especially because Chris just couldn't fake it as well as we could. Uh, so, yeah, she, she just went so ham on him uh, that night. Christ, uh, actually pretty sad to think back on it. Uh, he was really, uh, he wasn't the same afterwards, poor kid. Um, yeah, Mum was uh, hit by a freight train the next week. Uh, so tragic. A lot of our guests tend to find their passions in their first jobs. Michael, what was yours? Uh, mowed lawns, Robbie. Oh, uh, very good. Yeah. Was that in Tarawonga as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Made some uh, good bucks, actually. Uh, then eventually uh, moved my way up to the local abattoir. Um, oh. Yeah, my mate Tony's dad, William, uh, sorted me out as a scrubber. Uh, basically just scrubbing the sheep shit off the shearing room floor and uh, you'd move into the killing room after that and scrub off the blood, etc. Uh, yeah, not not always uh, easy stuff to deal with, uh, but my Adam Hills DVD helped a lot. I'd read that thing uh, incessantly at home. Uh, it was almost a meditation for me. Uh, kept me grounded. In fact, we were almost colonised by the Dutch. The Dutch arrived in the 1600s, but they arrived in a part of Western Australia where desert basically meets ocean. And the Dutch just got off their ships and walked around and went, well, this is ridiculous. We cannot grow marijuana crops here. Let's jump into some music now, Michael. Uh, This is a pick that typifies your early life. What did you choose for us today on Inside the Box? I used to love listening to uh, this one while reading the uh, Adam Hills DVD, so a lot of joy there, of course, but uh, this one uh, was also Chris's mum's favourite tune, so uh, yeah, kind of have uh, difficulty listening uh, to this one now, but uh, definitely defines my early life, that's for sure. 
If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on by, walk on by, make believe that you don't see the tears, just let me grieve in private, cause each time I see you, I break down and Bert Backrack and Dion Warwick there with Walk On By. You've got to tune to Inside the Box right now on FBI Radio. My name's Robbie Armfield and I've got with me, well, in his pub uh, in Tarawonga, Michael Hedge. Yeah, we're, yeah, it's good having you up here in northwest New South Wales. A while from Sydney, but uh, yeah, nice to see you in person instead of uh, over the phone. Absolutely. We've been chatting for a while now. Um, we've got your shoebox here. It's a box full of memories, items of significance throughout your life. We just touched on your early life. Uh, can we have a look at the next item now for Inside the Box? What have you chosen? Definitely. Uh, yeah, a little controversial. This one's the, uh, the cone piece. Okay, uh, cone piece. What's that useful? Yeah, well, that's that's basically a marijuana vessel. Put it in the top of your hose or whatever. If you've got a fancy, fancy bong or bug, <laughs> you just you know that's what holds your your, your marijuana and uh, gets heated up by the flame and ignited, pulled through the tube into the chamber or double chamber, and then uh, you know sucks through the uh, top stem basically. So it's all, you know, that's that's another another day, I guess. We can go into more detail for that, but that's basically the cone piece. That's what it's there for. Okay, I imagine we're probably going to get be talking about some drug use today, Michael. Yeah, we are actually. It's sort of yeah into my habits and hobbies. This one, um, yeah, the cone piece itself. Uh, this one given to me from a touring musician, uh, a some session muso. Uh, you know, it was just a, a treasured gift, really. It really uh, was a, a big part of my life then. Uh, we just went for a swim in the local watering hole before this recording, Michael, and I noticed something pretty interesting on your back. It's a tattoo. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, you saw that, did you? Uh, yeah, there's a certain saying I like to live by, always chasing a good time. Always chasing a good time. And... Michael, why would you get this tattooed on your back? Oh, I guess it, it, it's a term I heard once and it just resonated with me, you know, kind of like when the surfer's chasing the perfect wave. Uh, that, that's me. I'm chasing the perfect time. Uh, I'm just always after something good and, you know, I don't mind, you know, hunting for a long time to get that. Uh, and, yeah, that was a part of my early life, always on the hunt. So much so it's also on your knuckles there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Not the full words. Had to break it down just for letters. Uh, A-C-A-G-T, across my knuckles too. Um, yeah, bit of a story with that actually, I can tell you. Yeah, go um, ahead, Michael. What happened with that? Yeah, I uh, had just freshly gotten the tattoo uh, from the local bloke. Uh, yeah, and look, got into a bit of a, a discussion uh, uh, with a bikey lad uh, and uh, didn't agree with what he had to say. We got a bit of a tussle and they actually punched him square in the jaw and the uh, the letters actually 
allegedly uh, imprinted on his jaw there uh, still to this day so oh wow the the freshly tattooed name yeah. you have the skin oh my god right. i mean it is backwards on his face but it's uh you know i know what it means anyway wow that's quite the story michael the name Artie backman what does this name mean to you Ah, oh, yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, Artie Backman, yeah, a travel writer extraordinaire and uh, all-around uh, solid bloke. Uh, slowest writer I've ever known. Uh, he'll often pop in and sit down uh, up the back of the pub and, uh, you know, scrawling his, uh, his travel tales. Yeah, he famously suggested that I give weed a, a crack. Uh, weed in uh, equal parts saved my life and also absolutely ruined it. What do you mean by that, Michael? Uh, it saved me from uh, my horrible addiction to uh, the nose candy, uh, cocaine, uh, but also left me uh, pretty susceptible, uh, you know, to falling into the clutches of another substance. And uh, Mary Jane uh, was definitely that for me. I just fell hard. You fell hard, Michael. Your drug use was quite extreme i've heard how did your drug abuse look at its worst oh yeah it was pretty grim times uh three-day bong benders weren't uncommon for me uh when i was living in sydney i'd be holed up wherever there was gear to be honest uh i was a fiend for it basically just bong at any cost was my motto Almost wish I got that tattooed. Uh, I lost many friends and lovers uh, just because of this crippling and uh, relentless addiction. Um, It's a cautionary tale, Michael, and you seem to have moved past it quite well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, after that stage of my life, I was able to move on and, uh, yeah, getting through that marijuana haze was uh, something I look back on. Yeah, after that time with marijuana, I, I, I really just getting off it. I really owe a lot of that to my uh, beautiful wife, Louise. Uh, she really helped me uh, just get off the stuff. Uh, she was my rock. She was so, so strong and uh, helped me get past it. Wow. I can't wait to talk more about that in a bit, uh, Michael. But you were famously on a flight from Sydney to London with David Boone. Uh, he sank 52 beers. Oh, what was yeah. that like? I can't believe oh, it. Oh, Booney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one I never knew at the time that it blew up into a real story. Um, found out about it quite a bit later. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just, uh, I was heading over there for a, a, a Guinness drinking competition and uh, yeah, there he was, Booney in the flesh. Uh, he just kept sinking through them. I think there was a lot more than that, to be honest, a lot more than 52. Uh, I think that was just the number that they served him, but I saw he had a, he had a, a in his uh, rucksack, he had a, a whole lot more different bottles and, I don't know, potions and cans, yeah. Wow. Michael, as we pop the cone piece back inside the box... What song typifies this period of your life? Oh, yeah, this one was a bit of a wild ride, so I think this has got to sum that up. It's uh, Tism. Yeah, I'm on the drug. That's, that's the one. Be back in a moment on FBI Radio 94.5 FM Inside the Box with Michael Hedge and Robbie Armfield. I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix. I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug, I'm on the drug to kill River Phoenix. <laughs> 
in his veins, unfrogged in noon was not the same. Heroes explore to give us hope, river push back the envelope. Drank the slab, drank the slab, drank the slab, the bombs got drunk. Drank the slab, drank the slab, drank the slab, the bombs got drunk. Tism. I'm on the drug inside the box on FBI Radio 94.5 FM. My name is Robbie Armfield. Huge thanks to our super producers, Sophie Gordon and Bernie Bolge. I'm currently in northwest New South Wales, the town of Tarawonga. The pub's called the King's Arms and the owner of it is sitting right in front of me, Michael Hedge. G'day. Hey, hey, Robbie. We're going through your shoebox of memories right now. What's the next item? Uh, yep, the item is the uh, Golden Tap from the Queen's region uh my old pub looks very regal there's a it's absolutely beautiful yeah the uh the queen herself is engraved in the uh the golden pull tap here uh for the beer uh beautiful i think most of the time it was melbourne bitter but uh yeah yeah the queen's region uh, as i affectionately nicknamed it the queenie that was a pub that you owned here in tarawonga that's right yeah my, my first love you know uh, before before the King's Arms was the, the Queen's Regent. Yeah. How does this item resonate with you? Oh, well, this tap here, you know, I just look at it as though it, you know, it poured some classic ales, uh, you know, uh, in a classic pub, just a beautiful place to always like to be in and, you know, something I always look back on. Uh, yeah, good, a good time in my life. How long did you own and operate the Queen's Regent, Michael? Uh, owned and operated, Robbie, about 15 years, uh, you know, before we had to close it down. That's, that's quite, a, quite a period there. Um, what, uh, do you have any stories to tell? Yeah, sure do, sure do. Um, yeah, we used to have a, a bartender at the Queenie uh, with no nose, actually. He lost it in a bit of a gnarly bike crash. Uh, you know, big character around there. His name was uh, Handsome. What was, not what, to, what was his name, sorry? Hamsome. Uh, yeah, not to be confused with Handsome. Uh, Hamsome. Yeah, Hamsome. Uh, H-A-M-S-O-M-N. Yeah, a bit tough on the vernacular, but uh, yeah, handsome, handsome. Uh, yeah, bit of a drifter uh, out of Queensland. It ended up in uh, Tarawonga uh, just for the longest time. And uh, I don't know, he was some some drifter from Queensland that just blew in one day, you know. He ended up in Tarawonga uh, for the longest time. And uh, yeah, just kept running into him. And, uh, you know, one day uh, he rocked up to work blind drunk. Uh, he couldn't stand up straight, uh, but he was my only man. I had to pull beers that day. So, yeah, I literally had to tie him to the bar uh, so he couldn't fall back and hit his head. Uh, ended up being more trouble than it was worth, though. Uh, he pulled about, uh, he poured out about three grand through the taps that day, and uh, no one ever drank it, just straight onto the floor into the bar mats. Why did you think to tie him up like that, Michael? It sounds, as, as you say, like it was more trouble than it was worth. It, yeah, it was, well, I don't know. It was just an idea, I guess. I uh, thought if I tie him up straight enough, he can't injure himself, can't fall backwards and, you know, crack his melon open on the, the back bar there. Yeah, right. Is he still living in town? Uh, to my knowledge, yeah. I think, he, think he's around, you know. He's a bit, of a bit of a strange customer, just blows in and out. You didn't ask him to be a bartender at your new pub, The King's Arms? Oh, I don't know. He's got a bit of a, a reputation for, you know, turning up pissed and just, you know, forgetting to clock off or just wandering off mid-shift, you know. Bit of a bloody nuisance. Steals things. But, you know, I don't know. You, you know, you, sometimes you can't choose your mates. They just turn up. How did your period at the Queen's Region finish up, Michael? What happened? 
Um, yeah, look, uh, there's not too much to that one, Robbie. Um, you know, it's just it just sort of ended up uh, finishing on its own uh, volition. You know, a bit of a just an absolutely demonic uh, smell that took over the place, and you know, we had to move on. And uh, yeah, I'm more excited about what's happening in uh, in uh, at the uh, King's Arms in Tarawonga. So I'm uh, heading over that way and uh, never looking back. You know. Yeah, it's a very fresh start. I love the decor in here. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, work very hard on this place, you know. Uh, start, you know, fresh start, new staff, you know. We've got some new paint in here. Uh, and more, most importantly, a new menu, Robbie. You should check this out. Oh, yeah? Well, what sort of deals you got at the moment? Oh, mate, yeah, we've got two-for-one pies. Um, you know, locals love their pies, so why not have two, you know. Um, you know, fresh uh, Tui's new on tap. We used to only have Tui's red. Uh, That's very nice, and uh, I, I've I've heard you're quite famous for your kids drink free all that's, week. Yeah, that's right. People get a bit confused by that, but it's a funny play on words, I suppose. They're not drinking beer, are they? Yeah, they're just drinking, and uh, you know, I thought, why not? It's all the family involved, and if they can drink for free, then the the folks are going to head in too. So it's a good incentive. Oh, I'm loving my time here. Let's jump into a song. What does this next pick mean to you? Uh, yeah, U2 Vertigo, uh, special one this for me. Well, yeah, basically um, the fellow you know, the uh, the writer, Artie Backman, uh, used to rock this one on the jukebox uh, all the time. Uh, basically just reminded me of the time there and uh, yeah, uh, it summed it up nicely. Yeah. Uno, dos, tres, uh, catorce, you know, love it. For a great time in the Mudjwonga region of northwestern New South Wales. What's on this week at the Mudjwell Sporties? $5 schooners of new and dry every Wednesday and Friday. On Thursday from 6, check out the Mega Meat Raffle. Tickets are only 5 bucks for 20 tickets. <laughs> Leave your keys with us. Use our free courtesy bus service to get you home. Serves in the towns of Mudwell and Tarawonga. Every Tuesday from 5pm to 8.30pm, Wednesday from 5.30 to 8pm, Thursday from 5 to 7pm, Friday from 5pm to 9pm, Saturday from 4pm till 8pm. Don't forget to visit our famous hat wall while you're here, featuring baggy greens and other caps from the Mudwonga region's finest sportsmen, including Kerry Snack, Artie Backman, Handsome Clark, Moz Stevens, The Chef Twins, Bonnie Maris and more. Why not come down to the Mudgewell Sporties next time you're in the Mudgewonga region of New South Wales? The best venue for a great time. 
Inside the box right now on FBR Radio 94.5 FM. I'm currently in northwestern New South Wales, town of Tarawonga. I'm inside the King's Arms. The owner of that pub, Michael Hedge, is right in front of me. G'day. Hey, ho. We're looking through your shoebox of memories today. What's the next item? Um, next item is a uh, laminated uh, swipe card uh, from the Bay Retreat Motel of uh, North Stradbroke Island from our, uh, well, my honeymoon with my lovely wife. Your beautiful wife, uh, Louise, Michael, how'd you meet? Uh, yeah, funny uh, story, actually. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, schoolies, Robbie? Yeah, what the the sort of party when the, the, the school leavers go to, right? Yeah, two weeks of partying for the, the school weeks up on the Gold Coast uh, in between uh, December 1st and uh, December 15th. Uh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, basically, I was the first uh, toolie, as they're called. What's a toolie? Uh, it's just basically uh, someone that just is the life of the party. And, uh, you know, loves sort of showing the new youngins how to do it. And uh, they're ultimately, you know, really respected by the, the new party goers. Uh, and uh, they just keep coming back each year, you know, even after they've left school. It's an interesting way of framing it. Yeah, the way that I've heard of a toolie is that they're sort of, yeah, the, the older parties that kind of chime in on uh, the school leavers events, right? They're sort of... They're a bit old to be going there. Yeah, well, well, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say a bit old, but, you know, it's more about the, the guidance that we give and a, a good, uh, I don't know, more responsible, um, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so what does this have to do with how you met your wife, Louise, Michael? Oh, yeah, but long story short, I was a bit of being a bit of a legend down on the beach, uh, ran into a bunch of blokes uh, that thought they could show me up with a uh, beer bong challenge. Uh, but I was feeling a bit aggressive that evening, uh, fanging for a bong, probably, uh, and I just straight up ripped the bong out of this young man's hand uh, and gave him a little uh, wonga bonga. Wonga bonga? What's that? Oh, right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, something uh, basically formed in uh, Tarawonga. Uh, wonga bongas when you sort of bring your arm uh, up quickly, uh, not unlike uh, pulling a beer tap, actually, Robbie. Uh, forearms up. Uh, basically using your top of your, your elbow there, the strongest part of the body, and just really right on top of the fella's head, just come down, just right on top of the head with an elbow there, and, you know, just knock a bit of sense into him, I reckon. Just really, you know, don't want to hurt him, but just give him a bit of a rap. Bong, you know, come down. Boom. The Wonga Bonga. You actually did end up hurting this young bloke, didn't you? He slipped a disc. Yeah, honestly, not not proud of that at all. Um, yeah, later found out he was in quite a bit of pain, and you know his friends were screaming at me, and uh, I, um, you know, felt felt terrible. So you know, I saw that look in his eye; and he needed some help. So you know, picked him up and uh, brought him over to my Falcon, and uh, yeah, thought, ah, oh, well, you know, it's end of the night now, about five a.m. Probably bring him into the the local um, emergency ward so yeah yeah what happened at the emergency ward brought him in there and uh sat him down and a bit of a wait always those places but uh yeah eventually uh, he had to call his um his carer or his you know his, his nearest of kin and, and uh that was uh ended up being the most beautiful woman i'd ever seen in an emergency ward the mother of this young boy that you had slipped disc of with your wonga bonga elbow smash that's right. That was uh, Louise. Wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, as soon as I saw her, 
I, I just knew something about it was, it was special. What an evening. That must have really changed your life in many ways. What's your relationship like with uh, her son now? Uh, well, yeah, it's better than that night, you know. We, sometimes, you know, we'll get it into a bit of rough housing, you know. It's just in his character. Uh, but he's a good kid, you know. I put him onto a bit of work in the, the pub now and then as well. Uh, but, yeah, he's a, he's, he's, you know, he's a good bloke. I've heard your courtship was quite quick. Um, you married within six months. Uh, how was your yeah. honeymoon? Your honeymoon, obviously oh. the item that you brought with you today in the shoebox is the laminated swipe card from the Bay Retreat Motel on North Stradbroke Island. What did you do there? How was it? Yeah, beautiful place. Uh, the Bay Retreat Motel, uh, double bar, bar fridge. Is that near Brisbane, that place? Uh, yeah, North Stradbroke, sort of, yeah, parallel to Brisbane, just off the coast there. Yeah, right. Yeah, just a fair ways out, probably like 45-minute water taxi or something. Okay. Um, yeah, beautiful place though, beautiful. Uh, yeah, we had a great time just checking out the island together, falling in love. Oh, scuba diving in uh, Stingray Bay. Uh, I went a bit too deep and uh, got a bit feisty with the rays down there. Uh, ended up getting a barb to the stomach. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, pretty, pretty scary, but no worries. Uh, eventually got back to shore. Uh, needless to say, I earned uh, my schooner that night. Yeah, definitely. What else is there to do up there? I mean, it sounds idyllic. Oh, uh, fishing. Yeah. What a dream. Dream honeymoon, right? Yeah, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Dream chick, no complaints. How's things been since that beautiful matrimony, Michael? Uh, again, yeah, no complaints. Hey, uh, I've actually got to spring something on you here, Michael. You didn't know about yeah. this, but uh, Inside the Box contributor Sophie Gordon recently sat down with Louise, your wife. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, to get, <laughs> to get the other side of the story. Yeah. Let's take a listen. All right. I'm here in Tarawonga, northwestern New South Wales, with someone that is very close to someone we know quite well. It's Louise Hedge, wife of publican Michael Hedge. Louise, thank you so much for opening the doors of your family home to me today. So, how did you meet Michael Hedge? Um, Well, I found myself in a situation I never thought I would. It's really every mother's worst nightmare to get that call in the middle of the night from the police. What happened? Well, AJ, my son, was on schoolies and he was hit on the head by an older man. So, I had to go and find out what happened. Thankfully, the older man, the perpetrator, stuck around to take care of AJ. Then I walked in and saw him. Not the kindest on the eyes, not the tallest guy I've ever seen, but he had a look about him that took my fancy. I think I took his fancy a bit as well. (laughs) Guess it went from there. Louise, let's jump forward a little bit to your honeymoon on North Stradbroke Island. Oh, yeah, I read about North Stratty Island in the Courier-Mail. That's where I'm from, by the way. I'll always be a Brizzy girl. We had a beautiful wedding in Tarawonga. The ceremony was at St Anne's Church, just up near the creek, and then had the reception at the Queen's Regent. Wish I could tell you more about it, but I don't have much memory from it. (laughs) Yep, so we just got a water taxi from Brizzy to North Stratty. What a beautiful ride. Our motel was gorgeous, the Bay Retreat Motel, The room even had a TV and free shampoos and conditioners. My highlight of the trip has got to be fishing at the Flinders Beach foreshore. I caught at least a dozen brim and snappers. Michael didn't catch anything. He fucking cracked it, stormed off down the beach and it took me 45 minutes just to get him to come back. He was pretty bloody pissed off, I'll tell you that much. 
Anyways, we cooked all that fish back on the motel barbecue that night and it was delish. Louise, was Michael storming off the low point of the honeymoon for you? Oh, no way. The low point has got to be the Stingray Bay. That was scary. What happened? He was just mucking around, usual Michael Hedge style, pushed one of the little buggers too far and got a barb to the stomach. He pushed a stingray too far and it barbed him? Yeah. Look, he was actually fine, but it was as scary as. Sounds like a tumultuous honeymoon, Louise. (laughs) I guess you could say that. Pretty perfect, though. May not be everyone's cup of tea, but perfect for me and Hedgie. Oh, (laughs) that cheeky bitch. Oh. Love that woman, love her to death. Yeah, yeah, pretty candid lady. She's classic, uh, isn't she? Yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, we're going to go to a song now, Michael. This one is significant uh, in regards to your love life. Tell us why you picked it. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, it was a a classic song of when we, uh, around the time we first uh, eloped and uh, yeah, just a beautiful song. It fills me with joy. We hit the dance floor a lot to it on our honeymoon and uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Ciara, Love, Sex and Magic uh, by Justin Timberland. One, two, three, go. Hi there, I'm Robbie Armfield. You're listening to Inside the Box on FBI Radio 94.5 FM, listening online, in the car, all back on the podcast. We appreciate you and we're here for you. I'm here right now in Tarawonga, northern New South Wales. It's it's my favourite town, actually, in the state. The pub I'm in right now is the King's Arms and the owner and operator of it, Michael Hedge, you're right in front of me. G'day. Hi, Robbie. As we do with all of our guests, we've given you a template will kit courtesy of Demure Lady Funerals, a delicate touch for new beginnings. Valued at $69, this kit has all one needs to account for personal effects, property and assets to the value of $2 million Australian. Handy layout, simple instructions in the accompanying leaflet and a sturdy branded ballpoint pen free of charge. Our friendly staff are always on hand to help you with any queries you may have about organising your last will and testament. Leave your loved ones and dependents in good hands. Demure Lady Funerals, a delicate touch uh, for new beginnings. We've got this special will kit here for you. Michael, here you go. Oh, thank you very much, Robbie. It's wonderful, mate. Uh, very honoured to have that. So we've been going through your shoebox today of all your memories and what sort of memories and I suppose more specifically belongings are you going to be leaving for your loved ones when 
inevitably, when we inevitably uh, shift this model coil. Yeah, well, look, uh, pretty tough to, to think about that one. Uh, I can go through some things, I guess, uh, off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, what sort of... In, well, what funeral do you reckon you're going to organise for yourself, Michael? Oh, the funeral? Yeah, actually, funeral. Mm, yeah, could be some good details. Mm, yeah, let me think about that. Uh, maybe, oh, yeah, for the casket. Yeah, I, I, why not get my motto, the the lettering that I like, uh, you know, A-C-A-G-T. And what does that stand for again, Michael? Uh, all uh, chasing, a, always chasing a good time, yeah. Yeah, nice. I uh, love that saying. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Also, the 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 hearse, you know, can be my uh, Holden uh, wagon, uh, the classic. May as well put A C A G T on the number plate. That'd be perfect. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, that'd yeah. be that'd be really fun. And that'd what about nice the time, what about the will itself? Michael? Will itself? Yeah. Look, um, oh, I reckon. Oh well, I'm going to give the pub uh, to Louise, I suppose. That's your wife? Yeah, that's my wife. Yeah, she's beautiful and that, that'd be a, a good thing to do, I think. Um, look, yeah, give my uh, clothes to AJ. Uh, that's Louise's son. Uh, give my sports collection to uh, Artie Backman. Uh, probably give my car to the army. Uh, give my clock to AJ. It's a good clock. Uh, soccer boots to the soccer club. Um... Yeah, just going off the top of my head here, Robbie. Keep going, I guess. Uh, have a think here. I'll give my hat to a sporties uh, for the hat wall. Uh, if they'll have it, of course, that'd be sick. Um, PlayStation to the local high school for the kids. And uh, definitely put all my money in the king's arms, I think. That's where all the money will go. What do you mean by that? Oh, look, you know, I mean, in my head, I've, I've got enough, uh, but... Might not be enough to the common man, but I'd love to see it all there. Uh, maybe maybe immortalised, actually. It would be kind of cool to have it all piled together for a photo. Uh, all the cash and all the notes all piled up in front of the, the arms. That would be pretty epic, actually. I'd like to do something like that. Yeah, cool. That sounds really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Michael, it's been wonderful being with you here and exploring your life and the items that have meant so much to you. I suppose let's put them all back inside the shoebox now. And Yeah, yeah. Will do. Will do. Uh, there's a few here, but, uh, you know, it's a good, uh, good memorial. All right. And to finish things off on Inside the Box, we usually like to ask our guests to choose their ideal funeral song. Michael Hedge, our guest today, what have you chosen? Um, yeah, this one, ATB, 9pm till I come. Uh, yeah, just signifies that uh, I want people to have a good time at my funeral. And uh, this was a song in the peak of my having a good time era, really. Uh, reminds me of a lot of great nights out. So I just want people to have a great time, you know, remembering me in a good and uh, fun light. Uh, so, yeah, that's the song. And I uh, hope everyone enjoys themselves at my funeral. Michael, it's been a pleasure being here. Thanks so much for having us at the King's Thanks, Arms. Robbie. Cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers. Cheers let's, to you. Let's Thanks, enjoy mate. a schooner now. Huge thanks, as always, to our incredible team, Sophie Gordon and Bernie Bolge. I've been Robbie Armfield. We'll catch you next week, Monday midday. This is ATB, 9pm till I come. Michael, cheers. Cheers, Robbie. Thanks again. Till I come.